Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another week of the Blessed Winds Bible Messages. This is in podcast form and on YouTube. And for those of you that are seeking answers, by all means, tune into YouTube or tune into this podcast. This is for new Christians, old Christians. This is for all Christians. Anybody that is looking for answers, looking for a new idea, looking for whatever the Holy Spirit is sending out today. So this week in preparing for the podcast, the Lord had me going in two or three different directions starting off. Started off, I was pretty sure that I was going to be talking about the different ways that God gives us direction and and the different ways that God shows us his plan and how his plan compares to our plan. And we were going to talk a lot about that today. We were going to discuss how sometimes our plans don't match up. But you know what? I discovered that sometimes my plans don't match up with God's plan. And as I was doing research on this, Isaiah 55 came up. And I couldn't let it go. And every time I went to record this podcast, I felt uneasy. See, I record the podcasts a couple days before I release them so that I can listen again and come up with ideas and make changes as as necessary. I don't make too many. However, this time I felt uneasy and I couldn't record. And the next day I I was ready to record and doing some more research and saying, all right, all right, Lord, how do you want me to fit Isaiah 55 into this podcast? And I couldn't come up with a good way. And I didn't feel comfortable because what I've discovered is until I feel comfortable It's not really coming from God. Until I have peace, it's not coming from God. And as I've been making decisions in my life, that's one of the things that I've discovered that when it's from God, it's peaceful. It makes sense. At one point in my life, I had two resumes up on my desk. One to be in charge of an agency and another one to go work for somebody else and be the lowest level employee there. And I sent the resume off to be the lowest level employee there. It gave me so much peace. That's how I know when it's the right decision. It's the right decision when it's God's decision and you can be peaceful with it. With that being said, it wasn't clear at all this week that I was supposed to talk about God's plan versus my plan versus anybody's plan. But the Holy Spirit came through peace after I read Isaiah 55. And I knew I was supposed to be speaking on an invitation to the Lord this week. I felt good about that the whole time. And Isaiah 55 is just that. It's an invitation for you to come to the Lord. Isaiah 1, wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the waters And he who has no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. That's coming from the Amplified Version. I chose the Amplified Version. Come, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the waters. He who has no money, come, buy, and eat. What's free? What's free to eat nowadays? What is free? The Lord is free. God is free. God has been free from the very beginning. 
The spiritual kingdom is free. When they're talking in this verse, they're talking about the spiritual kingdom. Come and feed your spirit. It's free. If you're not spending time trying to feed your spirit, what exactly are you feeding your spirit? Because there's a lot that you can be feeding your spirit that isn't free from God. Verse 2, why do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your earnings for what does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in its fatness. And fatness in, in the Amplified Version are talking about profuse spiritual joy. They're talking about soul and spirit. What's the difference between soul and spirit? Well, your soul is you, and the spirit is from God. I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes says that everything is meaningless without God. It actually starts off just by saying everything is meaningless. It's a very interesting book to read. If you have not read the book of Ecclesiastes, read it. It's amazing. But you need to go in reading it, understanding that this is somebody looking back and saying, everything is meaningless without God. And I agree with that statement. I spent a lot of time chasing things. And I spent a lot of money on things that weren't bread, things that weren't feeding my spirit. I spent a ton of money. And every time I spent money on something and every time I got more money, if the bank account grew, did, the, did that make me happier? Not really. It, it helped. At least I thought so. Until I said, well, I, I need more. I wasn't buying bread. I wasn't buying food for my spirit. I was filling my greed. And when you fill your greed, you're not filling with God. When you're aiming for things and having to buy things to make you happy, Think about some of the things that you've bought to make you happy. Did they really make you happy? Or was it short-lived? If so, how long did it live? Did you need to buy something else later on? What exactly did it do for you? Without God, everything is meaningless. Until I found God, until I discovered and took this invitation that's being offered, until I did that, the things that I had been purchasing were worthless. They just weren't, they weren't what I thought they would be. I always had buyer's remorse. I'd spend a lot of money on something to go, oh, this is going to make me so happy. I'm going to be able to do whatever it is. I'm going to be able to do the, do the next new thing with the next new widget. And my neighbors are going to look at me and go, wow, he's got the next new widget. That's awesome. And then I would feed their greed. I needed the bread. I needed the bread. And Ecclesiastes said it really, really well. Everything I did was meaningless without God. So verse 3 says, Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul will receive. And I will make an everlasting covenant or league with you. Even the sheer mercy promised to David. So again, the difference between the soul and spirit, the spirit is we are spirit beings, but we do have a soul. And the soul is, is our flesh part. That's the part that we feed when we, we want things. 
We can feed the soul good things, and I can find joy in other ways. And it joys my soul when my spirit is happy. This is talking about the promise made to David. The Messiah was promised to come from the house of David. And the Messiah is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a descendant of David. And it talks about covenants. Why in Psalm 55 were they talking about, I will make a covenant with you? Why were they talking about this covenant? They already had one. But it was a conditional covenant. It was given to Moses. You follow the laws, give me these burnt offerings, and I will take care of you. What is being talked about here is the covenant that Jesus Christ gave us on the cross. The unconditional covenant. All we must do is accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's what we must do. That's, that's it. John 3.16 says that Jesus gave his only begotten Son so that we could be saved. John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So we have to go through Jesus Christ to be saved. That's what we must do. We must turn our lives away from sin and say, Jesus Christ, we accept you. And we need to understand that none of us are perfect. There isn't a single one of us that are perfect. There was only one perfect man, and it was Jesus Christ. We need to turn our lives to Jesus Christ. And it brings your spirit so much joy, and it also brings your soul joy through your spirit. Behold, I have appointed him to be a witness to the nations, a prince and commander of the peoples. This version says prince. Uh, the other ones say leader. Some of the other versions. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. It's referring to the Messiah. In Isaiah, this is referring to Jesus Christ. God appointed him to the nations. So the, the key to be a witness to the nations. To the nations. It's not just talking about the Jews. He's talking about to the nations. That's all of us. The Jews and the Gentiles alike. To be a witness. Behold, you shall call the nations that you know not, and the nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Jews and Gentiles alike are drawn to Christ. They're drawn to him. Many Bible verses talk about how we're supposed to talk to the Jews and talk to the Gentiles. The book of Acts discusses throughout the entire book, the first part, how to talk to the Jews about Christianity and Jesus Christ. The second part of Acts talks about how to talk to the Gentiles about Jesus Christ and how to draw them to Jesus Christ. Seek, inquire for, and require the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. That's verse 6. Seek, inquire for, and require the Lord while he may be found. 
The book of Revelations talks about a day when people that have not sought the Lord won't be able to hear the Lord. So seek him when he is found. We don't know the hour. We don't know the day. It says this in the Bible. We don't know when the thief is going to come in the night. If we did, we'd put guards up at that point in time. We need to understand we don't know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know when the people that believe are going to be taken away to be with the Lord. And the people that aren't won't be able to hear him any longer. So seek his counsel. Seek his counsel in prayer. Seek his counsel and ask him to be saved. Ask him to save you. You need to develop that relationship with God now while there's still a chance. It is easy to hear him if you know him. Seek him before the end of time. Seek him. And listen. Listen to him. It's that still small voice. It's that feeling you get of uneasiness when things just don't seem right. It's that, that voice in the back of your head that says, yeah, this is good. Or no, this isn't good. You shouldn't be going down this road. You need to listen to those voices. You need to listen to that still small voice. Verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. He will have love, pity, and mercy from him. And to our God, he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. We need to turn away from our ways. The unrighteous man needs to turn away from the bad thoughts. I understand it, and, and I can tell you, thoughts enter your head. You can be looking at something and go, you know, I could, I could do this. Nobody would know. God would know, and you would know. That still small voice is in the back of your head saying, no, don't do it. How do we turn away from those thoughts? How do we get rid of them? What, what can we do practically? Today, I'm in a store. I have a, a thought of picking up a candy bar and walking out of the store with it. How do we get rid of that thought? We leave it go undone. We don't give it a place. We allow it to die in our heads. And what happens is after we do that enough, those thoughts don't come up. Because our soul understands we don't want those. The humanity, our soul as the humanity, understands that our humanity isn't going to tolerate that. The spirit has a little more say in our hearts and in our minds and into our soul. As far as it goes with let him return to the Lord, let him return to the Lord. The Lord is love. The Lord is light. As we return to the Lord, we see the light. Everything becomes more joyful. In his presence, everything is joyful. He will have love, pity, and mercy on him. The Lord will have pity on us. The Lord will show us mercy. The Jesus Christ era is the era of grace, the era of mercy. 
his everlasting grace with us by forgiving us our sins. And all we have to do is ask. And what a weight that's lifted off our chests. He will multiply to him his abundant pardon. God shared his abundant pardon. It means he's going to pardon us. He forgives us. And all we have to do is turn away from sin. We need to turn away from it. We need to not give those thoughts place any longer. We need to avoid our idols. What are idols? Money's an idol. Chasing after it's an idol. Anything that takes from God is an idol. I get it. I know bills have to be paid. I know it's stressful. Give it to God. Give it to God and God will find a way. And then in 8, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts greater than your thoughts. What he's saying there is, is there's no other way to him but through his plan. There isn't another way. His plan is the way. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are, well, you know, if I'm just a good person. If I'm just a nice person. We do not make it to the Lord through deeds alone. We make it to the Lord through his son, Jesus Christ. God has a plan. And I know this is why God had me on this and why he had me looking up my plans versus his plans. This is God's plan. And everybody needs to know God's plan. Because without it, we're floundering. We are supposed to be shouting this out to everybody. Verse 10 says, For as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. He's raining down his grace and his mercy. He's given us his knowledge. And we must make sure that we're sowing it and we're spreading it and we're providing bread to the Spirit. We must make sure that we're letting people know about the love of Jesus Christ. Verse 11 is, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God's word will not come back to him void. It won't. We need to speak it so it comes back to him. We must show people his glory. We must tell people about his glory. Because through his glory, all things have been made. I can't take credit for anything I've done in my life. Yeah, I could say, I worked for that. I did this. It's God's talents that got me there. God put me where he wants me to be. All I had to do was say, okay. I still had free will. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Verse 12 says, For you shall go out with joy 
and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. We need to go forth and be joyous. Once we accept God, we can be joyous. We're going to be led forth. And I didn't pick up on this earlier when I was reading. It just, it just hit me right now. By your leader, the Lord himself and his word. The Holy Spirit's going to lead us. We just have to listen. We have to listen to that still small voice. That feeling inside of us that's saying, yes, this is good or no, this is bad. Or sometimes it's a dream or sometimes it can be a vision. Whatever it is, however the Holy Spirit is talking to you, listen. He's inside of all of us that have accepted Jesus Christ. 13. Instead of thorn shall come up cypress tree. Instead of briar shall come up myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a name of renown, for the everlasting sign and memorial, which shall not be cut off. We are not going to be cut off. We just have to accept him initially. If we follow God's words, he will take care of us. Trust in God's word. When you have plans, when you have things that are happening, when you're about ready to take a new job position, when you're about to make a major purchase, or sometimes even a minor purchase, pray and make sure it's God's will. Because if we pray in line with God's will, all the prayers come true. When we pray for our soul and for our human side and for our vanity and for our greed, it may not. Because if we all prayed to God and he was like a genie in a bottle, we'd all be rich. We would have all won the lottery by now. But it's not God's will that we all win the lottery. Does that make sense? We need to pray. And we need to pray in line with his will. If you want to feel the same peace that I have, if you want to hear the Holy Spirit, the first thing you need to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to do that today, please repeat after me. Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your expectations. Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son to earth to die on a cross for my sins so that we all could be forgiven and so that we could spend eternal life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that with me, thank you so much. You're going to be feeling joy. You have to believe it, though. You have to believe it. You have to have faith. And faith is hard sometimes. Faith can be difficult. But you have to have faith. And you know the cool thing about faith? The more faith you have, the more faith you get. And it's like a snowball rolling downhill. The more you give things to God... After you ask him to save you, the more things he takes and the more things through faith you give him.
Thank you all so much for listening today. And like I've said before, if you have liked this Blessed Winds Bible messages, click like, subscribe, because we're going to keep this going. And I know the person that needs to hear this heard this message today. Whoever it is and whatever day it is. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. God bless everybody that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen.